Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And we today have an esteemed uh, person that has been on the show before, who is uh, one of our partners, and she actually is a U.S. Uh, Air Force veteran and family caregiver, Keisha L. Jackson. And what we're going to talk about uh, today is a topic about American Bible uh, Society Armed Services Ministry, uh, resources for veterans, military families, and caregivers. Hi, how are you doing, Keisha? I am doing well. How are you doing? Oh, great, great, great. You know, um, yeah. it's always great talking to you because you are, you know, uh, such a wealth of information. And, you know, uh, we get so many good comments about what you uh, do when you come on this show. So, well, you know, t- tell us a little bit more about this American Bible Society um, Armed Services Ministry. W- what is that yeah. all about? Yeah, well, let me just say, um, before I even start, I was uh, listening a little while ago, and I got a chance to hear Cliff. So oh, yes. I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was just. Uh, I'm I'm smiling widely today, widely um, just by hearing his voice. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we had it was Cliff, uh, Congressman Davis, and then you know we actually had um, you know uh, Chauncey Spencer the second, and he was a uh, son of the late uh, Tuskegee Airman Chauncey E. Spencer. And he's actually, you know, with the museum, he's moving that around the country. And so it is. it was such fun talking about those things. And uh, to hear uh, Cliff, his first flight was with his uh, father. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it, was, it was fantastic, fantastic. Um, well, great, great. I really, I really enjoyed it. I got a chance to uh, listen to some of it. But before I talk about um, the armed services, I wanted to okay, uh, sure. talk a little bit. I got a chance to listen to a replay from this Thursday, and um, Courtney Hederman, she is the Associate State Director for AARP Illinois, okay, yes. and she facilitated a virtual town hall on the Affordable Care Act. And okay. the discussion that they had was the special enrollment period for um, health insurance. And um, the panelist that she had on was uh, Brian Gorman, who's the Director of Education and Outreach for Illinois Department of Insurance and Kim Hunt, who is the executive director of the Pride Action um, Tank. And so what they were just talking about is, and, I'm, you know, I'm always thinking about caregivers and providing information to them that um, in terms of this special enrollment period earlier this year, in response to the public health um, emergency that President Biden and the Centers for um, Medicare and Medicaid Services determined that, the, that COVID-19 presented um, an exceptional circumstance for consumers to address health issues for individuals and their families to apply. And so while they talked about it, they talked about it, although it started in February, that this early enrollment is continuing through August through 15th. You know, normal the normal enrollment for um, health insurance is around, I think, November the 1st through December the 15th or something like that. Oh. But they reference um, going to getcoveredillinois.gov. Okay, get, so, getcoveredillinois.gov. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it has the information that people are in between jobs, if they're transitioning from jobs, 
this would be good information for them to go out there and to enroll to find out about the um, um, about this early enrollment. There was a Q&A that was a part of the conversation and someone was mentioning that they were going to be coming off of their job and they were trying to determine if they needed to become to um, enroll in COBRA. And so all of these different things that they talked about, but if, if they if you go to getcoveredillinois.gov, it'll just provide a wealth of information about early enrollment, about mm-hmm. um, health assurance, all of that good stuff that um, all of us really, really need to know and, um, and, and be insured. Oh, Keisha, thank you. It's, as I was saying, you're, you're such a wealth of information, and, and so many people can benefit from that. So, you know, going to getcoveredillinois.gov to get enrolled in the ACA, uh, August 15th, go and do this uh, to protect yourself and your family members. And, we, you know, we're joined by, you know, your guest, uh, Reverend Dr. Paul uh, McCullough. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a, a retired U.S. Army lieutenant colonel, business leader, licensed minister, and senior field manager for American Bible Society. Um, you know, when I say all of that, I'm wondering, does this man ever sleep? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> is, is, is uh, Paul on the line? Yes, he is. I am. Okay, let me, okay, before he starts, I wanted to just say that, let me kind of just give a quick intro of why I wanted him on there. Right. We know that um, suicide is like the second and maybe even close to the first leading cause of death for military members. And it is uh, estimated that now there were more military members that died of suicide than that were killed in post-9-11 war operations. And so as difficult as that is to take in, the, the silent part about it is AARP even um, um, had an article about this. Family military members, the thoughts of suicide are very high because mm-hmm. of caring for their military veterans, um, active and veterans. And Elizabeth Dole had information. So it's so important to have people like Paul on to be able to talk about um, the spiritual side of things, to be able mm-hmm. to provide people that are dealing with like PTSD, um, traumatic brain injuries, um, mental health issues. So I wanted Paul to come on and maybe, you know, to talk about the resources that they have, but if he has time to maybe talk a little bit about his background and um, his Christmas Day experience when he was in the military military what he was dealing with when he was um when he was deployed so thanks for thanks paul okay reverend Doctor, thank you <laughs> yeah go ahead uh Reverend doctor <laughs> so listen when it comes to suicide and issues concerning mental health we are very much aware of that and i've experienced a lot of that myself And we have been very intentional in the Armed Services Ministry, which is the subset of the American Bible Society, one of the five enterprises, and that is where I work. And honestly, I love being there because it allows me to bring to bear my faith, my military background, uh, my business acumen, bringing all that together to serve the 35 million people that are service members, veterans, and their families dealing with those very specific specific issues that you talked about, Keisha. And so uh, when you talk about suicide, which is a very real issue, and uh, PTSD, which is something that I experienced after my deployment to Iraq from 2005 to 2006, we have a couple of programs that are very targeted towards that. And so the first is God Understands, and it deals specifically with the eight spiritual injuries of being in the military, things like God Understands when you're angry and alone, 
and afraid, things of that nature. And then we also have another program called Never Alone, and this is a very new program that we've come out with, and it deals with military trauma healing. So there's all kinds of trauma that people can go through, but when you're part of the military, it's a very unique kind of trauma. And so our program has seven phases, and that is modeled after the seven phases of trauma healing enterprise that's part of the American Bible Society. But we have contextualized our program specifically for the military culture. And I will tell you that I've gone through the program myself, and it is very, very moving, and it helps you to deal with things that really you don't want to talk about a whole lot, and you try to bury and suppress, but they're things that you need to deal with so you can move on and not be agitated, irritated, concerned, frightened. There's a bunch of different adjectives you can put in there. When you have various things take place, like fireworks and loud noises, and you see things on the side of the road, there's a ton of different circumstances that can bring that up. But the Never Alone program helps you to deal with that in a way that is very personal for you as a service member. Wow. Yeah, so how does the uh, program work, uh, you know, if someone wants to uh, get enrolled in it, or is there like a website they go to, or how, how do they get involved in this? Absolutely. So all of our resources and programs are completely free for those 35 million people in the military community, veterans, service members, and their families. And so the only thing that somebody has to do is go to our website, which is armed with an ED, servicesministry.org, armedservicesministry.org. And once you are there, there's a banner up at the top with all of our programs. And God understands and never alone are two of those programs. And from there, you can just click on that link, and it will take you to those very specific programs. And as you go through them, the content is broken up into different sections. And so God understands has its own program that you go through, as does Never Alone. Never Alone has seven sections, and you can go through the content at your own pace. It is very much a self-guided program, but it's very interactive as well. And so even if you are not a uh, service member, you have a lot of people like family members and veterans that maybe, like my father, have been out for a long time but are still dealing with those issues from the Vietnam era or maybe people that had gone into the first Gulf War. Because quite honestly, PTSD was not identified and uh, really talked about as an issue until quite recently. So we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can in the Armed Services Ministry to really serve this population and get at the heart of these issues. And and this is a non-denominational kind of uh, setting? Uh, Correct. So it is very much a Christian um, Mm -hmm. organization, the American Bible Society, but there's no uh, delineation between Catholic or Protestant or Baptist or Lutheran. You know, we believe in God and Jesus Christ, uh, but secondary to that, you know, there's no uh, splitting hairs, if you will, on the different nuances in different aspects of the Christian faith, if that's what you're asking. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How long has the program been in existence? Where was its uh, origin? So Never Alone has only been operational for about the past three or four months. And the origin was really in just listening to the needs of the pastors, chaplains, and military ministries that we serve. Because there are so many 
different service members, as you had mentioned earlier, that are dealing with these kinds of issues. And so we heard loud and clear that this was a need, and we wanted to do something to really get after that need. We want to constantly be attuned to what the military community uh, has challenges with and provide resources and programs, specifically programs, to help get at those things. So we have a wide variety of resources, and uh, there is a resources tab on that website I mentioned earlier. And one of the things that I do as a senior manager of customer relations is to manage all of those resources. But those are products, and products are great, but programs is where we feel that healing really happens and engagement really takes place. We want people to move along what we call the pathway of Scripture engagement. And so people might be at a place where they have a Bible, but maybe that Bible has sat on their shelf for a long time. We want them to not only pick up that Bible, but we want them to go on a journey where they are engaging with God's Word on a daily basis, where they are forming daily habits that transform into lifelong habits, where the God of the universe becomes their best friend, their provider, their healer, their everything. That is our goal in the Armed Services Ministry, to get people to a place where they understand there is a God of the universe, that God loves them, and it's time for them to start having a relationship with that God. Oh, I love that. So it's a living Bible, not a dusty old book that's supposed to stay on a shelf, huh? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, as far as your uh, faith, it sounds like you have very strong faith, and I, I love that. Um, how, how does it um, how does it feel when you are work you know working with people who are being helped by this program? What you know, what does it mean to you? I will tell you, it has been the greatest honor of my life to serve in the Armed Services Ministry. I served in the United States Army for 20 years, two months, and two weeks, but who's counting? <laughs> but after that, uh, my very first job as a civilian was as a chief operating officer and chief value officer in a small business. And very quickly, I came to realize that that was not what God had for me. I knew that I had a calling for ministry. It was not about dollars and censoring. It was about helping to change people's lives and point people to Jesus Christ, because that is what I find the most fulfilling. When I can help somebody get their life on track, and it's not about anything that I do. It's simply about pointing them to the cross. And when I can help people have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that is the most gratifying thing in the world to me, more than any amount of money that somebody can pay me. And so when I found that there was an opportunity where I can do ministry and get paid for it, and it's related to the military community that I spent 20 years serving, to me, it was an absolute no-brainer. And so, yes, faith is absolutely at the core of my being. It is what I base all of my decisions on. It is how I lead my family. It is how I live my life. I very much believe in servant leadership because that is what Jesus Christ modeled. And I believe that we have not just a right, but an obligation to serve others, because that is what Jesus Christ told us in John thirteen thirty four: Go and love others as I have loved you. And so I just try to make sure that we are equipping people with the resources and the programs that help them to do that and to help them move along the pathway of Scripture engagement. Yeah, because you you know you mentioned uh, PTSD, 
And there are other afflictions that people have as well, you know, physical afflictions, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through war and all that. And, and one of the things that, you know, uh, Keisha really uh, stresses and is really um, a, a strong advocate for is this, you know, family caregiver uh, as well. So I'm glad that you mentioned that 35 million service members, but also family members, right, and, uh, you know, extended uh, family members of a, a veteran. So um, it sounds like this is also a very good thing. Uh, and, Keisha, maybe you can chime in as well. You know, uh, it, it sounds like this is a good path for those people who are out there who are just feeling overwhelmed with the, the things that they have to contend with. You know, we have people who have come back with, you know, severe injuries, loss of limbs, um, you know, tra- traumatic brain injuries, um, you know, with direct head trauma. Um, so, and the families are trying to contend with this. So this sounds like a good place for those people to go as well. So I absolutely agree with that statement, and I resonate with that statement because I have had the opportunity to be a caregiver to my mother a number of years ago. Uh, She had to move in with me for a brief period of time, Mm -hmm. and in the not-too-distant future, And it appears as though my mother-in-law is going to be moving in with me for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And I've also had an opportunity to give a kidney to my uncle about five years ago and help save his life physically uh, because he was the final stages of kidney failure. But through all of those situations, yes, there is a physical portion where I help to provide physical and financial resources. Yes, that's fine. That's good. That's nice. But more importantly, mm-hmm. I have been honored to equip my mother, my mother-in-law, my uncle with the Word of God in a way that is going to resonate with their heart language. Because, again, we have all these products and programs within the Armed Services Ministry. And quite honestly, I just went to go see my mom in Florida not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And right before I went, I sent her a shipment of materials, of things that I knew would really resonate with her because of where she's at in life and the things that she's gone through and what she's challenged with now and so forth. And I will tell you that when she opened the box, her face lit up because it brought her joy. God's word brought her joy. And I've had the same experience with my uncle and with my mother-in-law. And so it just gratifies me so much when I'm able to minister to people in ways that are so real and resonates in their heart language. And honestly, uh, aside from being a caregiver for my immediate family, in the last week or so, I've had an opportunity to go and minister to a service member and his significant other. Uh, They have had some real challenging physical, financial, and emotional drama. But again, when I brought them God's Word, and I was able to sit by his bedside and pray with him, his countenance changed, his behavior changed, and you could really see a change in his demeanor. And so being part of the American Bible Society and the Armed Services Ministry and ministering to people in ways that really count and really helps them to move along that pathway of Scripture engagement is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Fantastic. You know, my, my mother passed away at 91, Dorothy Arnold, and my cousin just passed away last week. I had to go to a funeral, actually, uh, on su- Sunday. But her her husband was a minister, and he had passed away before her. And the mm-hmm. only thing that makes me feel peace is knowing that they were so close to God. They would go to church every day. I mean, the first, that's how they started their days. 
um, and they, they, you know, just faith, their faith was so strong that um, I, there's no question in my mind about where they are. And uh, so that that's I'm so glad you did what you're doing. We just ran out of time, but um, thank you, thank you so much, Keisha, Keisha for bringing uh, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough on. Uh, you thank you, thank God for what you do for our veterans. And please, veterans, you know, uh, if you are uh, out there and you're listening and the family members, make sure you go to those, um, you know, go to the uh, armed, armed services ministry.org and uh, look at these free programs, uh, these seven phases of healing that he was mentioning. Get on the path to reconnecting with your God. So thank you. Thank you, our partner, family caregiver, Keisha L. Jackson. And Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.